welcome to another week of embarking on a beautiful journey of experiencing his nearness as we prepare our heart mind and spirit to receive fresh manna this day let our lives be filled with the truth of god's word and may the lord bless you to live your life in its fullness i just have a few thoughts that i want to share with you this day this is the year of governance amen amen yeah year of governance the victories that we had last year we're going to have them in greater proportion this year amen, amen. i thought you'd say a louder amen <laughs> because this year we're going to win victories as cities amen this year we're going to win victories as geographies amen we're going to have victories as uh, you know uh, there are boundaries that were set and this year we're going to break some boundaries and have some victories that go beyond the natural you know realm or area of our influence because suddenly god went to a man and said i'm going to make you a nation you know we've heard it so many times that we you know the the wonder of it is lost on us think about this if it was not for god and god speaking to abraham when he said abraham i'm going to make you a nation one man you know isaiah 51 it says when god called him he was just one man he was all alone and to that only man old in age you know had prayers that were unanswered you know was broken because he was worried who's going to take his inheritance because he had so much but nobody to pass it on to to that kind of a man god meets him and says i'm going to make you a nation if it was me i would have said you know i don't even own a house I don't know whether you know the way God speaks puts a wonder in you because he meets people who who are so so you know in in a place of brokenness or have failed so much and he talks to them completely different from a different spectrum altogether you know he he meets a Gideon and says you're a mighty man of valor and the guy is shaking Come on now talk to me. The guy is shaking and he says you're a mighty man of valor. I'm like excuse me. I'm somehow trying to ensure I have food for the night. Cuz that was he was that's what he was doing. He was crushing wheat, right? And God meets Abraham and says, "I'm going to make you a nation." And it is It's like no 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 not possible. Not possible. not possible this is even before the prophet could say one shall become a nation you know a, a little one shall become an army this is much before that god talking to an only man man old in age you know maybe dreams were shattered and all those things says i'm going to make you a nation 
I don't know how difficult it was or how easy it was for him to understand. I don't even know if Abraham understood fully what it meant to become a nation. Because as soon as God said that, he said, God, how is this possible? Because you see, your servant doesn't even have a child. I don't know what's going to happen. My, you know, somebody else, one of my relatives is going to come, take away my inheritance that I, my children are supposed to have. You know, there are then these doubts that come up. Are you talking about me? I don't know about you. When God, you know, spoke to me and said, uh, I, I'm going to use you, the only thing I could say is, Lord, you know, I'm not worthy. I am not, I, I, you know, I, you know, Lord, I have messed up so much. Me? You're going to use me? I don't think you can. Because I am too flawed. See, every time a promise comes, every time a promise comes, at least even today to me, when God gives me certain promises, I'm like, no, 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 no. Me? Not possible. Because every time God speaks of greatness, the enemy comes and starts talking to us about our weaknesses. Every time a prophecy comes, we start doubting ourselves. No, no, this can't be about me. The year of governance has been given to us. Amen. A bracket of three years has been set for us. Amen. Come on, his nearness. So what has begun now, we have three years to see it to come to its fullness. Amen? I don't know about you, but when we went back on the second of this month, when we went back to, to Mumbai, all hell broke loose. I don't know about you. I don't, I don't know how your first month of 2024 has been but in the first month of 2024 we landed in Mumbai and challenges as though were waiting for us we went from here and there were visits to the hospitals we went from here and there were accidents we went back from here and there were people fighting in church we went back from here and there were different kinds of struggles out of nowhere and my mind starts telling me, hey, did you even receive that promise? Hey, you guys are too quiet. Maybe it doesn't happen here in Bangalore. But it does happen in Mumbai, you know. Uh, so I, I started looking at, and, and I told my wife, we need to, you know, you know just, just make a note of just exactly what all we went through in the first month okay there were hospital visits and there were funerals and <laughs> everything that could possibly go wrong was going wrong but in the midst of everything the Lord kept reminding us you know the declarations that we've been making that people that once walked in darkness great light has come to them amen great light has come to us hallelujah so what happens then? Why is it that a thousand people receive a promise, but only a few see it come to pass? 
because we've all received the promise of the year of governance with so much joy and so much celebration amen and we've said yeah we're going to function like a city and people are going to come to us and they're going to be blessed but suddenly in this month i see my finances dry up come on am i talking to somebody can we be real in church okay i you guys are you know very well dressed i tried to dress up well you know my wife said you haven't worn this shirt in a long time i said this this collar is too big you know but you know she no no, no this is what you want to wear it's, it it looks good on you i'm like okay if wife is happy you're happy so can we be real in church we come to church and we pretend everything is okay how are you praise the lord i am blessed How are you, brother? Praise the Lord. God has been so good. Are Baba, be real, no. If you're hurting, say you're hurting. See, you guys are not saying anything. If you're in pain, you say you are in pain. Because this is the reason the word that says truth shall set you free doesn't set us free. Because we're not acknowledging the truth. I see your claps. It's okay. Listen, if my scooter is broken, if my car is broken, and somebody comes to me and says, how are you? And I'm worried about how much money I'm going to put to fix that car or fix that scooter or whatever the issue is. And I say, no, 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 I'm good. Yeah, yeah, God has been so good. Oh, surely goodness and mercy. And I don't tell the person, you know, I, I know we don't talk about our struggles with everybody. But God has placed people in our lives who, with whom we can actually go share our burdens. Amen? Amen. Come on now. Yes. And when we meet those people, if we say, no, 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 this is how we are. You know, we are good. We are fine. We're not acknowledging the truth. For all you know, the guy you met, met is a mechanic and could help you. See, you, you, you don't go to the doctor and just say, I have pain in this finger and not talk, up, talk about the pain in this shoulder. But that's how we meet in church. Everything okay? Yeah, 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 everything okay. Just a little cold. No, everything is fine. We need to acknowledge the truth that... As soon as we receive a promise, the enemy comes to fight the promise. As soon as we receive a word, the enemy is ready to steal it away from us. He, you know, as soon as we are excited about something, the enemy comes and says, Really? You think you can achieve this? The number of people that, that, that came to me and said, Brother, it's not possible, you know, Bombay, no, you can't, you can't do. What, why are you thinking about, you know, Pastor, we, we can't do that, you know, Bangalore-sized church, no, we cannot do in Bombay. I said, ah, because too expensive, very expensive. I said, I know, my God is not cheap. 
He said everything has to be gold. Here we are only carpeting things. So we are so focused on what we lack that we lose focus of the promise that has been given to us. Amen. So in this year, if we have to win, if this year of governance we really have to govern and set up systems and structures for whatever area it is, it might be for your own home, it could be for your marriage, it could be for your children, it could be for your health, it could be for how you function in your office. If I have to see governance, if I have to come to a place where I am ruling, I am saying things and they are happening so. The one thing that we need to fight is our double-mindedness. Because the book of James says in chapter 1, Chapter 1 was 6 through 8. But let him ask. What does it say? Let him ask with faith. Let him ask with faith. Now, do we have faith? See, now your yes is also not sure. I'm going to get this out of you from today. Do we have faith? Ah, but let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For the person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. He's a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So you might have doubt in one area, but the Lord is saying, if a small incident, a small accident, a small fever to your three-year-old, could put a doubt inside of you concerning a promise that I have made you. And maybe your fear is only in that one area. And maybe your fear is only concerning your finances. And maybe your fear is only concerning your health. But the Lord is saying, if that is what it is, then I consider you unstable in All. Now, the Lord is very specific about His principles. Amen? It's like, you either believe me or you don't believe me. You either trust me or you don't trust me. You know, that's why Revelation says, if you're sinning, boss, continue to sin. He that is holy, continue to remain holy. If you doubt, don't say, I am doubting on... Monday, but I am full of faith on Sunday. You are unstable in your ways. 
If we have to really come to a place of governance, we have to come to a place where, you know, I am saying and what I am saying, I am seeing. And even if I am saying and I am not seeing what I am saying, I still continue to believe what I say. Then the Lord is saying, hey, 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 you're not unstable. You are strong. You are unwavered. So I can receive a thousand promises and a, and a million prophets can come and prophesy over me. But if I am double-minded, not stable, the Lord is saying, you're like a wave tossed by the wind. A wave tossed by the wind. You know, when you go uh, to a beach, you see waves, right? And you cannot differentiate one from the another in about a second or so. We cannot differentiate them. Suddenly, oh, that wave, gone. And so we see people with so much promise, so much anointing. Oh, that boy, where is he? Gone. Oh, that woman, she had so many promises. Where is she? She's gone. Nowhere to be found. You know why? For the simple fact that however unfathomable the promises of God are, He's given it to a man who has the tendency of wavering. He's given it to us. Didn't God know Abraham was going to fail? God knew Abraham was going to fail, right? God knew Abraham was going to make mistakes. God knew I was going to make mistakes. God knew you were going to make mistakes, but still he gave us a great promise. So what do I do? What do I do? Because the enemy comes and starts playing games with our mind. He comes and starts lying to us. Amen. He starts and comes saying, no, no, this is not for you. This is for that man of God. You know, that pastor and his children, his children will serve the Lord. Your children won't. No, 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 no. He has, the, the, the pastor, no, he has anointing. He, he knows people. Your children? No, no, who knows you? Who knows you? You guys are looking at me like I'm, I'm saying some alien language. Am I making sense to you? Yes. I went to UP to a certain village and, and I was doing some ministry there. And, and towards the last evening of our stay there, all the pastors of that city gathered. Uh, of the of the villages they gathered and 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 we were having dinner and suddenly one of them spoke the 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 senior most of them spoke and said so is your father a pastor i said no okay. so what does he do as soon as i said no his uh, suddenly his face changed she said, what, what does he do? And back then, my dad was still working. So I said, what does he do? I said, my dad drives an auto rickshaw. And suddenly, I was not anointed anymore. 
suddenly, you know, they started doubting all the prophecy I gave them. Because suddenly the, the, the word that comes and see, God is so good, no? Rikshawala's son God is using. He can. He can. He can. He can. So whoever amongst here thinks it's not for your children, I'm here to tell you, your children will beat the odds. I'm here to tell you, your children will beat the odds. When they think your children will not come through, your children will come through with flying colors. Your children will achieve what others with opportunities won't be able to achieve. You know why? Because you are people who have received a promise and you are people who are learning to be single-minded and beat that spirit of being double-minded. Amen. My mother, when I, you know, you know my, both my parents, they're not too much educated. And, and uh, my mother always said, my son, no, he should, he should serve the Lord. And I was one fellow who, who had nothing to do with serving the Lord. But one prayer, you know, she doesn't understand much and all those things. But one prayer is, my children will serve the Lord. My children will serve the Lord. My children will serve the Lord. So, whether... You understand the fullness of the promise. Whether you don't understand the fullness of the promise, you continue speaking the promise. Amen. You continue speaking the promise. You know, because the jurisdiction has been decided for you. A geography has been decided for you. Okay, a realm has been decided for you. And you will win in that area. Are you there with me? Are you there with me? You know, we don't see it much in, in, in India, but when you travel abroad, you'll see every city, every state, you know, at the border, they'll say, welcome to this city. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as you enter that city, you see nothing. It just acres and acres of land because the city is somewhere far inside, but they mark jurisdiction. Yeah. I want you to go today to your home after this word and say, this is my jurisdiction. This is where the promise of God has been given to me. My children, my marriage, my health, my promises, they, my, my, my finances, you know, my job, my business, my dreams, they are covered by this promise that has been given to me. I will rule and reign. Amen. So the struggle that began just it, it, it didn't begin with us it started with with Eve and it started with Adam and as soon as they had a promise you know go fill the earth have dominion it's exactly that same promise by the way is that we are walking on yes go fill the earth be fruitful multiply have dominion over the fish of the earth fowl of the air everything that creeps on the planet you know have dominion have dominion and suddenly the serpent comes and says ah do you think god actually means that if that's so why is he not allowing you to become like him okay i'm paraphrasing because that's not exactly what he said but that's exactly what he meant he said, why aren't you eating this fruit? She said, God said not to eat the fruit. She said, no, 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 why, why, why aren't you eating it? What did he say about it? No, he said, the day we eat this fruit, we will die. 
Ah, is it? I'm telling you, you won't die. In fact, your eyes will be opened. You will become like him. So what was he saying in effect? He doesn't want you to become like him. So her mind was now played with. Her mind was messed. Can I ask you a question? What does the Bible say? People perish for, what does God say? My people you know, perish for the lack of knowledge. And this is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So forget good and evil, it's a tree of knowledge. Good and evil is the fruit of it. It's a tree of some kind of knowledge. And the same God who said, my people lack uh, knowledge and because of that they perish. Would he keep this knowledge which he knows, the lack of which will cause his people to perish? Will he keep that knowledge away from his children? But he still said, I don't want you to have it. Amen. See, it's not written anywhere, but this is what I believe. There would have come a time in Adam and Eve's life, in their walk with God, where God would have said, ah, I see now that you are ready to handle some real stuff. Can I give you some real information? Can I, can I give you some information that you as children were not ready to receive? Amen? Because we all want our children to know good and evil and what is right and what is wrong. But we start, don't start doing it to them on the first day when they are born. See, just because Adam was born an adult. Understand this. He was born an adult. He, he, he was made an adult. He didn't see childhood. He, he was not a teenager. He was never a young adult. He was directly an, a full man. And I, I, I don't know how much time it was before God said, now you need to have your Eve and brought Eve to him. And suddenly, you know, we think, ah, Adam ko itna he didn't understand this much. No, no. He didn't make mistakes. He did not have opportunities to make mistakes. He didn't know what it was to learn to walk. He didn't know what it was to say. So he was grown, but he still lacked information. And there was certain information that he needed to grow in the Lord, mature before he could handle that information. Come on, am I talking to somebody? So the Lord said, uh, you know, don't, don't eat of this fruit. It, you know, but he still kept it there. I have a three-year-old. He's a toddler, runs all over the place. Every time I say, don't touch it, that's the exact thing he will touch. So what do I do? I remove that thing and put it somewhere high. But now he's learned to climb. Now I don't know where to keep things. So God, if it was so problematic, why did you leave the tree there? 
because that's how we develop maturity. If there is no opportunity to sin, what will you overcome? If there is no opportunity to doubt, what are you coming to overcome? I'm not saying God is giving you opportunities to sin. I am saying God is developing a character inside of us. God is developing a faith inside of us. God is developing His nature inside of us. That in the midst of all the dirt, we will still be shining bright. Amen. And that is your portion and that is my portion. Amen. Do, do, do you really think that is going to happen? Do you really think? And she started thinking, like, yo, this fellow makes sense. And she ate. And she gave some to her husband. And he ate. And then they actually got a huge download of information they could not handle. And the only thing that they could do with that information was hide. Yeah? They hid. They hid. Th that information made them feel vulnerable. Because suddenly they found out that they were naked. Suddenly they found out, hey, we need to go hide. And that's what happens every time a promise comes. And we want some information before time. We are so in a hurry to know everything at the beginning. You know, because Adam said, you know, God, God told Abraham, I'm going to make you a great nation. And that's it. You leave your house, leave your father's house, leave everything that you know, everything you understand, everything that you're familiar with, go to a place that I will tell you. So he's packed, ready, going, you know, bags and everything. So Lord, where are we going? I'll tell you. No, I need to know now. No, no, I'll tell you. So you see, even today, we said, Lord, if you can tell me everything in the beginning, you know, all this problem is not going to be there. You won't be able to handle it, Abraham. If I would tell you, Abraham, that a few days from now, you are going to tell some strangers that your wife is not your wife, but your sister, will you believe me? If I tell you now, Abraham, that just because your wife pestered you, you took an Egyptian as your wife so that she can bear your children, will you believe me? So you see, we're not ready to handle information that we are so craving for. But that's the character God wants to develop in us so we can trust Him. So we can learn to grow in His character, learn to grow in His nature, learn to have patience. How many of you know God has been very patient with us? Yeah? 
the bible says he is late to anger or he delays his anger slow to anger whatever you call it but doesn't mean he doesn't get angry yeah i'm sure every time i messed up god is like some day now so god gives them a promise and they start journeying every promise needs a journey every promise needs a journey it needs a journey a journey in which you walk and you feel like you're walking all by yourself but can i encourage you you might feel you are walking alone but you're not the promise walks with you and the promise giver walks with you it is our mind it is our mind that we need to keep renewing that's why the bible says we need to keep renewing this mind day after day after day after day every single day we need to have you know words that have been spoken to us we need to keep keep declaring those same promises over and over and over again over ourselves even when we don't see any kind of fruit around it that is why the bible says it says write down the vision on big boards so that they that run can read it amen are you there with me okay i'm paraphrasing but you know what i'm talking about right it says write down the word of the vision so that they that run they that are journeying remember what they are running towards so what do we do we keep you know all of you some of you maybe everyone you have promises stuck in your dash you know in your cubicles come on guys you guys are too quiet what is that it's to remind you right that i know this boss is a pain but you're going to be the boss in this place if you don't want it it's okay but i looked at my boss's cabin every day and said someday i'm going to sit in that cabin no no you, you you guys are too too holy all you want is spiritual gifts yeah it's like someday I'm going to have that cabin. Because I'm supposed to rule in this place. I'm supposed to reign in this place. I am not thinking ill of him. I'm saying, Lord, you promote him. It's okay. But I want that cabin. I like the view out of that cabin. You know, cabins, there are certain things that you like about certain cabins. You like that corner office. <laughs> yeah so you keep dreaming you keep declaring you keep speaking when the enemy comes speaking words of doubt inside of you you say i refuse to believe it i refuse to take this up as my reality i refuse to accept this as my truth because i have a greater promise that i am carrying hallelujah the fact that mary agreed to carry a child even when she was not married 
not a single moment she said to the angel you know she didn't say to the angel you know please you know her only question was how is this going to be i don't know a man her only question was biological it was not a question of doubt her only it's like explain to me the science of this because i don't know a man and then god goes ahead and explains to her how it's going to be the spirit of the lord god is going to come upon you you will be overshadowed and he that is born through you is going to be the holy one of israel he will deliver the people from you know their bondages and 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 god explains it to her but the same question the same how is this going to be was repeated by zechariah when god came to him and says you're going to have a son same promise no come on guys talk to me same promise and zechariah was also answering asking the same question how is this going to be i'm like mary asks me this i understand how can you ask me this you are a priest huh you are standing in the holy of holies you burn incense in my presence you are the one people come to and say ask how is it going to be sir how what do i do about my children can you please pray you are the people of promise you know your unbeliever friends your neighbors they come to you for prayers don't they because one thing they know about christians is these people pray they might not like your god but they like the prayers that you make to that god they might not come back to you for a little while after that prayer is answers answered but they will come to you so they come to you because they see a priest in you and if you say how is this going to be how is god supposed to deal with it and god was so upset it's like zip till this child is born you're not going to say a word because every word of doubt you say carries listen to me listen to me listen to me carries the danger of this child getting aborted so i'm going to ensure that every doubt that is there in your mind remains in your mind and you don't give it volume and you don't give it a voice and you don't give it a body by the way you speak he had to shut him up the promises that we carry are precious people amen. amen they are precious the promises that we are carrying they are precious show me one person who had promise and did not have troubles a few weeks ago apostle taught you about the governance of joseph yeah i follow what has been taught here cuz i want to learn he spoke to you about how joseph rose in the ranks right see he he was not ruling only when he was in the prison he started ruling when he uh, sorry uh, uh, in the palace he started ruling in the prison 
because he was made in charge. He was made in charge in Potiphar's house. But for him to become in charge and reach the place where he was going to be in charge, the road led through a pit. That meant he had to go through slavery. And if it was me, I would have said, Lord, I am in slavery. Forget about the coat of many colors. Those dreams that I saw, I think it was my imagination. Good, my father kicked me out. I'm sure this is why my brothers hated me. Silly fellow like me. All I deserve is to be a slave in somebody's house. But even when he was a slave, his mind was free. Even when he was in prison, his mind was free. Can I tell you something? He was a prisoner. His anointing was not. He was a slave. His anointing was not. He was in chains. His promise was not. I don't care what you feel this morning. I don't know what your struggle is this morning. But can I tell you, your promise is not a prisoner of your situation. Your anointing is not a prisoner of what you are growing through. Your promises are not bound by your circumstances. If you choose to say, even here... I will not behave like a victim. Hallelujah. Even in, in, in the prison, he's like, what happened? The baker says, Are, I had a dream. He said, don't talk to me about dreams. Dreams brought me here. Then he went to the cupbearer. What happened? Why you said, Are, I also said, what nonsense, fellows? <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. Then he said, no, tell me, tell me, lay it upon me. What is it? And they both had the same kind of dream. And then he says to them, you know, this is what your dream means. And we know exactly what happened. The, you know, the cupbearer was restored to his, his place and the baker was hanged and all those things happened. And then people forgot. Is there anybody here people have forgotten about you? Thank you. See, we don't even want to acknowledge. Because we are so hurt, we don't even want to acknowledge that we are hurt. This is why we become prisoners of our hurt. Because we don't acknowledge it. This is why we become prisoners of our past because we're not ready to acknowledge it. This is why our pain binds us because we're not we're too afraid, we're too ashamed of it. This year of governance, everything you are able to define, you will win over. Everything you are able to put in one sentence and this is what was binding me. This is what I will win over. I don't know if you understood what I said. I'm saying if you are able to put it in words. If you are able to point it out and say this is my fear. You will be able to win over it. If you are able to point it out and say this is what has kept me bound. You will be able to win over it. He said oh a dream brought me here. A dream is going to bring me out of this place. Trouble sent it there. 
he said oh uh, dreams are huh? talk to me talk to me you know and suddenly he, he realizes are this fellow took benefit of my anointing and he's forgotten me you know when that brother needed prayers i prayed for him when they needed encouragement i encouraged them but now there's nobody for me you're not bound by that you're not bound by other people's betrayal somebody needed to hear that this morning you're not bound by the betrayal you received from somebody else you can win in spite of that you will win in spite of that hallelujah eventually the man grows to a certain rank where people are going to him more than they are going to pharaoh because he is the one signing off everything amen he is the one come on guys we're going to pray in a little while i know you might be hungry but listen to me he is the one signing off things what did he do he gave pharaoh a plan and said this is what we should do so his gift was to interpret dreams right yes so he interpreted the dream his job was over amen said boss this is what it is 7 years of famine 7 years of lack 7 years of plenty deal with it and then pharaoh is like okay that's information what do i do with that information and nobody had an answer in egypt and suddenly joseph says i know what you should be doing you should be building barns you should be holding water this is what you should do build new ones tear down the old ones you know make uh, you know places where you can store water and all those things he gave him a plan and suddenly pharaoh says ah uh ah -uh, where do i find another man like you mind you all this while he was still a prisoner his freedom was not guaranteed to him right so he had a gift which he used he had a skill of administration administration was his skill and he was even in his bondage able to administer at least make a plan he made a plan and gave it to pharaoh and pharaoh said boss you're going to be the one doing it he said okay sir i will do it so what was his anointing if interpreting dreams was his gift and administration was his skill what was his anointing money na 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 listen joseph made pharaoh very rich Pharaoh was already rich because he was king but there was a limitation even on that king 
And Joseph's anointing broke that limitation over Pharaoh's life. Because let me tell you, the world came to Pharaoh, gave their wealth and took food from him. So even in a foreign land, because his mind was renewed enough, because he trusted the promise of God enough. Because he trusted companionship with God enough. Because the Bible says wherever he was, God was with him. In the pit, God was with him. In the prison, God was with him. In the palace, God was with him. And he knew it. Do you know that your God, now Joseph did not have the luxury of the Holy Spirit's indwelling. But we have that. He was not more anointed or gifted than any one of you sitting here. Any one of us. His administration, what did he do? He built structures. He built systems. He, he said, this is how we're going to store water. This is how we're going to irrigate our land. He did not store water for seven years. He stored waters for 14 years. Think. 14 years or 14 years of plenty. So 14 years, he used everything that was at his disposal. He saved all at the same time. Was an excellent administrator. And then when people came asking, he said, I'm not going to give it to you for free. So he was an excellent businessman. He knew the value of what he carried. You want money? No, 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 I don't want your money. I want everything that you have. Because people came and said, we want water. He said, okay, give me money. Then they came back, we want rice. Give me your animals. Then they came back and said, oh, we want some more food. Give me your lands. And then they came back for some more food. He's like, huh, this land yours now. You will only work here. And whatever you cultivate, I'm going to take and give it to Pharaoh. All this in a foreign land where people were still saying, do you think everybody was liking him? Eventually, who was he? He was a politician, wasn't he? He was a politician, right? Prime Minister, kya hota hai? Nobody likes politicians. You'll have some followers, you'll have some haters. You'll have many followers, you'll have many haters. So you and I, we are talking about Joseph, but think about people who had to lose their lands just to get a morsel of food from Joseph. And they're like, how heartless are you? He's like, boss, I am in a place. I am supposed to rule. This is what I am doing. Now, some of you might become very righteous and say, oh, I will not do this. No, 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 no. How we should be like that? No, 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 no. Listen. Why do you think people want to remain in power? It's not money, they have enough. They, do, they want to be in office for just the, the position in which they are able to command things to happen over a geography. Your geography has been given to you. But you'll be able to exercise your office when your mind is free. When you're not full faith one day and no faith next day. 
Hallelujah. That is not our portion. The Holy Spirit, the Bible says, Jesus said, when I go, it is good that I go away because when I go, the spirit of truth shall come. He will lead you in all truth. He will remind you of everything that I have taught you. Hallelujah. Everything that I have taught you. And Jesus talk, spoke about money as well. You guys don't like money? No. Uh, one person saying we do. I don't know. Apostle, they don't like money. You have a problem with it? Give it to me. Give it to Apostle. We have a lot of work to do. <laughs> you there. We become so holy. Oh, I only want blessings, brother. And then by the end of the month, we are crying about groceries. Term fees. Suddenly, term fees we have to pay. Suddenly, no, you knew six months later you had to pay term fees. See, governance brings riches. It brings riches. I thought you'd say amen. amen. Hmm. See, we, we, we don't fully understand the promise that has been given to us and that is why we're not able to see it flourish. How is it that your family can be happy? Okay, some of our testimonies, and I'm not, I'm not being, you know, I'm not ridiculing you, but, but can you see the irony in it? You know, uh, you know, growing up, my, my mother used to say, you know, we have less, but we are very happy. Have you heard that? God is not glorified in my poverty. God is not glorified in my lack. If people of God go and say, oh, we didn't have anything, but the presence of God was so strong. All I want is Jesus. Is that even true? Is that even true? I only want Jesus. Nothing else I want. That is why your roof is still leaking. Come on, church. We cannot be so spiritual that we don't have any earthly use. Am I talking to somebody today? This mind, for some reason, the devil thinks he can come and plays with this mind. You know why? Because we start entertaining the idea. Oh, the fruit looks good, is what Eve said. It's so good to see. You know, it's, it's good for food. She's never eaten it. How does she know it's good for food? She's never eaten the fruit, right? How does she know this is going to be good? Because sometimes you go to a good restaurant and somehow the food is not all that great. Have you come back disappointed from some restaurants? Yeah, because, you know, they had ads, but they didn't deliver. But Eve saw the fruit. 
said so nice huh it is it is a, it was a delight to the eyes you know these days you don't see these archies gift shops anymore i don't know whether they existed in bangalore you know but in mumbai we had a lot of archies gift shops you know i remember first time going there and against every uh, gift item that was made of glass or you know something that could broke uh, that could break it, it there was a little tag good to see nice to behold if it is broken we consider it sold good to see very nice to behold but please uh uh if something happens we're not going to take responsibility we're going to ask you to pay for it so now the enemy is playing with her mind she's saying oh this is so nice i like looking at it 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 it, it, it it's going to make me wise and few days she might have ignored it saying no no i'm not going to look at that tree that's what we do you know we we ignore it thinking if i ignore it long enough it will go away if i ignore it long enough maybe this thought will never come back to me in fact we start condemning ourselves why are these thoughts coming to me come on am i, am I making sense to anybody here I struggled with certain thoughts and I'm like lord why are these thoughts coming to am i a bad person have you thought about that kabhi am i a bad person that these thoughts are coming to me am i so filthy that these thoughts are coming to me what do i do lord i'm so sorry these thoughts are coming to me is there anybody here thoughts are coming to you right now can i can i can i put you at rest those thoughts are not a result of who you are let me help you have you seen birds have birds flown over your head before can you do something about it do you start crying about it do you start doubting yourself because of it am i a tree that they are flying over me do they see branches over my head do you start but what you can truly do is ensure that the bird doesn't build a nest over your head thoughts will come you saying no 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 i'm not going to think about it i no 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 i'm i'm not going to look that way you know as kids you know i used to go to school and on the way to our school college you know there was there was one particular wall which had all these filthy posters put on it okay and this is how i used to go <laughs> like watching not watching that's how we deal with our thoughts but the bible doesn't say we ignore thoughts bible says we take those thoughts captive we don't ignore doubt we take doubt captive we don't ignore pain we take the pain captive
We don't ignore jealousy. We take it captive. Is there something that is bothering you today that you have been ignoring saying if I ignore it long enough it will disappear. I'm here to tell you today the Lord is giving you grace to take captive certain thoughts take captive certain fears take captive certain ideas that the enemy has put. Take captive those ideas. Take captive that feeling, that emotion of jealousy. And as you do it, the Lord will give you victory this morning. Because this month it will not go by before you understand how great the Lord wants you to become. And what is it that is fighting you? He's saying, I'm going to make you a city that is set on a hill. A city that will not be ignored. A city that draws people to itself. Why is it that people come drawing closer to a Mumbai, to a Bangalore these days? Because they say, if I go there, I'll be set. Come on, can I talk to you today? You know, he's saying, if I enter this geography, I know it's going to be difficult, but if I reach Mumbai, I'm going to make something out of my life. If I reach Bangalore, I'm going to do something with my life. If I enter this, you know, if I get into this college, I know my life is going to be set. Why is it? Because geographies, they hold destinies inside of it. So when God is saying, I'm going to make you a city, he's saying people are going to come to you because in you, they're going to find their destiny. You are going to become the destiny provider. You are going to be the one to coming to home. People are going to be restful. It is in you that their search is going to get over. It is in you. It is in you that there are there will be systems and structures. It is in you. They come to a city because it's comfortable. All modes of transportation are there. Education is there, healthcare is there, children's parks are there, playgrounds are there, entertainment is taken care of everything that is needed for a comfortable life they think it is there in a city however small the house they say we are comfortable in this city you know in Mumbai we live in matchboxes but I love my city I don't want to move out of my city you know why because it's my city it's my city can you think about this 30 years later somebody talking about you like they talk about Mumbai like they talk about Bangalore. This is my city. This is my father. This is my mother. In him, I draw my new, 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 you know, nourishment. From him, I draw encouragement. From him, I get my you know, encouragement. From him, I receive prayers. From him, I receive blessing. From him, I receive grace. From there, I receive correction. From here, I am disciplined. This is where I grow. And that's the way they will talk about you. If you do not allow the enemy to play games with your mind so are we ready to take captive certain thoughts this morning are we ready I, I, I know your, your, your past was difficult maybe there was trauma maybe there was pain maybe there was abuse to a certain extent and maybe you're not, you're, you're, you're not 
completely proud of what you did in the past and you're ashamed and there is guilt and there is fear that you might fall again but hey you are a city set on a hill you cannot be hidden you can try but you cannot be hidden they will force you down but it's not possible for you to go into hiding you will not be silenced you will not go back into darkness you will not fall again you will fall and rise up the bible says righteous fall and they rise they rise the lord causes them to rise you are about to rise you are about to shine your mind is not the devil's battleground your mind where plans and structures and systems are made your mind the beautiful things are conceived your mind am I talking to somebody today you cannot be hidden you will not be hidden I don't care what happened even before you stepped into this auditorium this morning you are a city you are a jurisdiction you are a jurisdiction hey hey did you hear me did you hear me did you hear me you are a jurisdiction with the jurisdiction comes power with the jurisdictions come authority at your word certain things are about to change in your home at your word certain things will change for your children for your husband for your wife at your word money will come to you you know why you are a city they will come and pay you to live in you so let your mind create structures today onwards let your mind create systems that are going to bless people and that's what Joseph did he made irrigation systems he established a financial system he established a distribution system he established you know how water will be stored how water will be transported that is who you are that is who you are your shame will not overtake you your guilt will not overtake you because who are you you are a city set on a hill you cannot be hidden somebody needs to thank the Lord and every idea the challenges or tries to subdue the knowledge of Christ he says we take captive every idea that is against this promise you take captive and maybe the, the disease has not left your body yet but hey you take it captive and maybe the situation in your home is still not changed but hey you take it captive maybe finances are leaking but hey you take captive 
every demon that threatens your children you take captive every demon that threatens your future you take captive because that is the authority given to a jurisdiction in your in your boundary you are the king today when you walk out of this place and you walk into your room you walk into your house you enter as a king say this is my jurisdiction this is my kingdom what god says goes in this house what god says through me will be established in this house my children will not be based on somebody else's uh, you know you know you know ideas no no my children will become everything i declare over them my children will not be a result of my insecurities but my children are going to be as secured as i am in the promises of god my children will grow up in the house of the lord my children will be strong my children will dream dreams they will have visions they are anointed they will move mountains they will do greater things that i have even imagined in my life where you finish your children will begin from where you finish David was rich but Solomon was richer. David was rich. But do you know what? The reason Solomon had peace was because people were still afraid of David. You build enough altars. You make enough prayers. You stand so firm on the promises that God has given you that long after you're gone, the enemy is still afraid of coming close to your children. The enemy still will be afraid of touching your family. The enemy still will be afraid of even thinking about going anywhere close to what you have established. Fear not Abraham. I am your shield. Your exceedingly great reward. Fear not Abraham. I want to tell this to somebody. Fear not this morning. The Lord is your shield. The Lord is your exceedingly great reward. I don't care what your mind has been telling you, but today we take captive those negative thoughts. Today we take captive those thoughts of fear, those thoughts of shame and guilt. And today we take captive those thoughts of that says, oh, but at home things are the same. No, no, I take captive. Can you stand with me right now as we pray? Can we stand right now and stand on the promise that's been given to me? I have been made for dominion. Take captive. You're going to be a good father. You're going to be a good mother. Maybe you didn't see a good marriage in your homes, but hey, your marriage is going to be beautiful. Because you're going to rise up. You're going to rise up. You're not going to repeat the same mistakes that you made yesterday. And even if you do, hey, the promise doesn't leave your life. If you come back to the Lord, if you repent and say, hey, here I am, Lord. Here I am. Can you use me one more time? 
If you are doubting today that will the Lord ever use me again? I'm here to tell you somebody needs to hear this. He's eager to use you again. He's eager to use you again. Hey, he's going to make you like a weapon in his hands. A weapon, not just a tool, a weapon in his hands. A weapon with which he will bring down strongholds. A weapon because of whom he will bring down principalities. Hey, it is you. It is you because you carry promise. You carry his word. His word that was alive in Mary and grew and became big and was alive and was burned and that promise became a man that promise that you carry is an entity the promise that you carry is a legal entity that promise will grow that promise will flourish but Mary can you take care of yourself can you ensure that this baby is not aborted will you be careful of how you sit where you sit how you eat what you eat will you be careful not to allow the stones that they throw at you become your identity Mary the promise you carry the promise you carry the promise you carry the promise you carry say that the promise you are carrying right now it's not dead the promise that you're carrying right now is alive the promise it's going to make you big it's going you people are about to notice you because hey Mary you, you can't hide the promise you'll only be able to hide it to a certain time but let four months pass and let five months go by and let the sixth month go by and they're gonna see that promise they're gonna see you becoming big you are going to be noticed when you walk they will see the promise when you walk around they will see the anointing because why the promise is growing the promise is growing bondages are breaking right now as you take a hold of your promise bondages are breaking right now the Lord is delivering people your mind is being set free your mind is being renewed right now because you carry a promise can we take captive Lord, as your servant, I stand in this room and Father, every thought and every idea that does not belong and has not come from your presence, we, your children, take it captive now in the name of Jesus. We will not be a result of those ideas. We will be a product of the promise of God. We, our children, our families are going to be products of the grace and the mercy and the promise of God. Somebody shout an amen. blood of Jesus speaks a better word the Bible says and the blood of Jesus has spoken for each and every one of us in this room
and what the blood of Jesus has said is I'm not a sinner I am not rejected anymore I am loved in my father's house I am received in my father's house I am not just a servant I am a son I am an heir and the Bible says I am co-heir with Christ so what I sign off on Christ has to sign off on and what Christ has to sign off on I will sign off with him because I have legal authority I have legal standing do you know that your signature matters do you know that your amens matter do you know your hallelujahs matter do you know when you clap it matters do you know when you praise something shakes in the heaven do you know that when you praise bondages break you know why because your word carries weight that's who you are a city set on a hill your signet ring is here people of God the day of authority was declared over you your word carries weight you will not be taken over by sadness suddenly but you will take over that sadness you will not shut yourself up in a room not knowing what is happening to you but you will stand tall over that idea and say hey the joy of the Lord is my strength I have been redeemed I have been set free that's who you are kings and queens kings with authority your word carries weight still doubt all you have to say is it is written if you still doubt all you have to say is it is written it is written I will always be the head and not the tail I will be above and not below I will be ahead and not behind I am victorious and I am not a victim anymore that is the promise given to us, church. I don't care how January was, but February is going to be better. Hey, because the pro promise still remains. And maybe February comes with larger challenges, but you know, February also, the challenges will meet people who understand better what the promise is for them. They understand better who they are in this promise. They understand better what, the, what their word carries. So the challenges have a challenge set for them. Uh, you didn't hear what I said. The challenges have a challenge set for them. When they come back again, they're gonna see a tougher person. When they come back again, they're going to see a more sure person. When they come back again, they'll not see a timid, a scared and insecure person. They're going to meet a king. They're going to meet a prince. They're going to meet a warrior. They're going to meet a prayer warrior. They're going to meet a one who knows how to praise. They're going to meet the person who knows the, their God and their God knows them. If that is you, shout an amen. If that is you, celebrate in the house of the Lord somebody.
Come on, come on, give him praise. Thank you for joining us this day to worship and to hear the voice of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. May you continue to flourish in all your endeavors as you work closely with Him. Have a great week and Shalom.